Over the last few weeks, the Lord has really been dealing with me on this subject about leaven. And that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. We're going to be discussing leaven. What is leaven? Leaven is not a demon. It's not, we're not talking about Leviathan. We're talking about leaven, okay? <laughs> so let's read the Word of God and then we'll get into it this evening. Let's start at Matthew 16, verse number 6. Matthew 16, verse number 6. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves and five thousand and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves and the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I do not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. We're going to read another scripture in just a moment, but just so that you know, and I'm sure most of you know this, but leaven is what you use to make bread rise. And in, um, in, 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 in ancient Israel, leaven was considered to be represented. It's not leaven, it's not evil, but it was considered or it represented evil. It represented sin. So when you see them speak about leaven in Scripture, it's referring to sin or some form of evil. Is that okay? And Jesus says to his disciples here that they must beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he's specifically discussing, you know, talking to them about doctrine. Yeah, he's saying the doctrine. In other words, their belief system has the potential to bring harm. And he's basically saying you must be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees because the truth is, and we'll see this as we go on tonight, that a little bit of leaven causes the entire loaf to expand. I was actually talking to somebody during this week because, as I said, this has really been on my heart for a while, discussing the fact, you know, about leaven and, you know, allowing leaven in our lives and what it really represents. And this individual actually worked for a bakery. And he was telling me how in the morning they would go and they would see the loaves be laid out in these big, big, these really large jars and just a small little amount of, of dough. And they would put the leaven under the, under the dough. And when he would come back from his route at the end of the day, the, le- the whole loaf would be overflowing. Just a small amount of leaven had the potential to affect the entire loaf and cause it from being flat to completely expanded. And so in Scripture, we see many times, and we'll talk about this as we go through it tonight, to be aware of leaven, to be aware of how a little bit of leaven has the potential or ability to destroy an entire loaf. Let's go to Galatians 5, verse number 1. Galatians 5, verse number 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify against, again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor 
to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working through love. You ran well. In other words, you were doing a good job. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who called you. And then he says this, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So he's saying, listen, again, the first we're talking about the leaven of the Pharisees, the doctrine of the Pharisees, what they believed. And now he's talking about a religious system that's trying to get believers to become circumcised. And he's saying, you, you're saying that your justification is going to come by being circumcised. And he's saying that if you're going to do that, you are basically putting yourself under the law. Now you're going to have to follow the whole law. And he's saying, listen, what you don't understand is just that little bit that you're allowing is going to cause you to be destroyed. It's going to cause the entire loaf to be destroyed. And that's what happens to us when we allow a little bit of leaven. When we allow a little bit of something in our lives that isn't actually correct to begin to be a major part of what we believe, it eventually will end up spoiling the whole group, the whole bunch. Are you with me? A little bit of leaven spoils the whole loaf. I've seen in my ministry and over the years, many, many times how people will take, for example, a simple teaching. They'll believe a whole lot of things that are really good. And then they will take one small little teaching and that small little teaching will become something that really affects their life. And that small little teaching that they've now allowed to affect their life eventually grows into something really large and it causes them to become influenced very negatively. Have you ever seen that? I've even heard from many of you sitting in this congregation how they knew of pastors that used to be so good and really used to minister the Lord. And all of a sudden, they believed a doctrine that wasn't right. And that doctrine, which was just a small part, came into their ministry and ultimately destroyed the whole thing. Is there anybody out there? Have, has any, have you, any of you ever heard of that? Have you ever seen a Christian brother or sister that all of a sudden they're going well, their walk with God is really strong, and all of a sudden they begin to believe something, and that little bit of something that they've allowed eventually destroys almost everything that they touch. I have seen, I'll never forget when I was a young minister in my, in my, in my church where I grew up, the lady that actually took me to church, she was a very strong believer, really loved God, very faithful to the Lord, and really prayed me into the kingdom. I mean, you know, her, her son and I were very well behaved all the time before we got saved. <laughs> and we would, we would hang out together and we ended up having this major encounter with God at a church service one night. And she had such a strong effect on my life. Years later, she started to allow something very similar to what I've just read about circumcision. She started to allow certain things from the law to affect her walk with God. And ultimately, what she then began to do was question the leadership. She started to challenge the leadership of the church. Eventually, everything just fell apart. Such a strong leader, such a wonderful Christian that allowed this little bit of leaven 
to affect everything going on in her walk and ultimately even set them up for danger. I haven't heard from them in years. I'm, I'm sure, God, I'm trusting that the Lord has restored them fully. Wonderful people. So I'm not speaking against them, but it was very hard to watch that happen. And that happens many, many times in our walk with God. We allow something to creep in. We allow something to sneak in, and it doesn't have to be a lot. You see, it's just a little bit of leaven that destroys the whole loaf, that destroys the whole thing. And that can represent your life. That can represent your family. You can allow something into your family that's not right with God, and that little something will end up destroying your entire family. You can allow something in your ministry. If you're a leader, you, you've been given authority in an area. What you allow, what you tolerate has the potential to cause a lot of destruction. A lot of people don't like my confrontational way. And the reason why I do it is because I try my best to not tolerate leaven. And it's very difficult sometimes because what has happened many times is whenever I've allowed it, for whatever reason... Right or wrong, it always comes back to bite me. It always affects everything later on. And then what could have been dealt with easily now has grown into something like just like the leaven. It just grows into something that has the potential to cause an incredible amount of damage. I want to show you another, another example of this from Scripture. This is not something that's really spoken about too often because... You know, we like rather to talk about nice stuff. 1 Corinthians 5, verse number 1. This is interesting. This is a different perspective. We're not talking now about doctrine. We're talking about sin. And remember, 11 also represents sin. But now take a look at this. It's very powerful. 1 Corinthians 5, verse number 1. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And he's talking to the church at Corinth. And such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. This is bad, right? I'm just going to not say anything. Okay. It is bad. Okay. And you are puffed up. You have not rather mourned that he has done this deed. That he, who, that, that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. This is the Bible. This is New Testament, guys. This is, not, this is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. He's saying, listen, there's a guy among you, and he's doing some really bad stuff. And I can tell, you're going to see, he knows by the Spirit. Paul knows that this guy has been confronted, but it's at the point now where it's being tolerated. And because it's being tolerated in the church, Paul wants to warn them that, listen, what you are allowing will destroy you. Watch this now. He says in verse number four, in the name of the Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorifying, your glorifying is not good. In other words, them, you know, almost like, this is good. We, you know, we, we just, we love everyone. <clears throat> and 
Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Now, I'm not saying we're going to, we've decided, listen, we actually made this decision this week, that we're going to find out all your sins, and then if you do anything, we're going to ask you to leave. Okay, that's not what we're going to do, okay? There is obviously grace, and we walk by grace. We walk by faith, we walk by grace. It's only His mercy that we walk by. But when something is happening, and we're aware of it, and we don't take it on, You see, in the church, it is our responsibility to come to you and challenge you with the Word of God. As your pastor, it would be a criminal offense against God for me to just say, oh, you know, well, don't worry, brother. Just keep on doing that. We love you. Brother, we love you, but you need to change. Are you with me? And we do. We love. And we, you know, listen, you have no idea how tolerant I am. I'm very loving. All the time. I really am. But I also love you enough to tell you, listen, that thing will destroy you. That thing will kill you. That thing will bring a curse on your family. That thing will destroy your marriage. Are you with me? We don't begin to almost gloat in the fact that, listen, we just accept everybody. And we do. We accept everybody. But while you're here, we will tell you that, listen, the way to life is through Jesus. And guess what? Sin causes death. Sin brings death. Sin brings destruction. So we need to turn away from the leaven. We've got to get it out of our lives. Are you with me? You know, every week I get up here and I challenge you with the Word of God. And and, and my my heart's desire is to draw you closer to God. That's my heart's desire because I know the only way that you will ever enjoy your life truly is when you are in the presence of God. Because it's His presence that restores and brings joy. I don't want to get into that, but you know what I'm talking about. So intimacy in a relationship with God is absolutely vital. The one thing that separates us from His presence is sin. Because sin causes us to draw away from God. It causes us to condemn ourselves. It causes us to start saying we're not worthy. When God is always saying, listen, just turn away from it and come to me. He's always drawing us, always calling us to himself. But a little leaven has the potential to bring great destruction. Now we can apply this from a church perspective, but this goes very much for our own lives. In your family, what do you tolerate? What do you allow? Now I'm not telling you tomorrow morning to wake up and go to your kids and say, that's it. Thus saith, and just change everything. They will look at you like you are crazy. Because the problem is you've tolerated it for years. So now you have to put a plan in action to begin to bring change. Sometimes you can be immediate, but sometimes it does take, does take time. But stop tolerating the leaven. If your kids play video games, do you know what they're playing? Do you know what they're watching? Well, everybody does it, mom. Well, not you, sweetheart. You ain't everybody. (laughs) 
Don't allow the leaven in your home. Don't allow the leaven to come in and destroy what God wants to do when He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your home. Don't allow it. Are you with me? Whenever in Scripture leaven is tolerated, destruction takes place. Every time. Every time something is tolerated, something is permitted, we see how the enemy comes in and really begins to operate. As a pastor, I'm challenged with this on a daily basis. On a daily basis. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Now, many of you are sitting there going, see, I told you, you don't hang around the unsaved. He's not talking about the unsaved. He's talking about your brothers and sisters that are still doing evil, that will bring you down. Get away from the leaven. Are you with me? Get away from those things that are permitted. Get away from compromise. We don't believe in compromise. Compromise is not good. Amen. We love you. We will be there for you. We will walk through it with you. But let me tell you something. Pastor Alex, everything is wrong. Change. Well, Pastor Alex, you know, I just don't know. And I know it's not always easy. I understand. It's difficult. You have the flesh pulling against, you know, against you all the time. The, the fallen nature is always present. Paul tells us about it in Scripture. So there will be this battle going on on the inside of you. But you have to begin slowly but surely to not tolerate that leaven anymore. Because what's going to happen is it's going to bring destruction. Are you with me? In Scripture, we see when... When God gives an instruction to Saul, he tells Saul, I want you to completely wipe out the Amalekites. And Paul, Saul decides, listen, you know, I'm going to do what God says, but I'm not going to listen completely. I'm going to just do it a little bit. And that's so often how we are as believers. We say, well, you know, I'll serve God 80%. Or I'll serve him Wednesday to Sunday. That's pretty good for some of you. Not yet, Oceans, though. I mean, you guys are definitely all, day, all week, right? Come on, you guys must be, you must be so serious, man. So Saul decides to tolerate. He decides to put up with certain things. And I want to show you what the prophet says to him when he comes to him. Now, Samuel's already come to Saul in the story because Saul doesn't kill the king. And he takes some of the spoils, which he was not supposed to do and the animals, the sheep, and he doesn't obey the command fully from God. And the prophet comes to him and begins to take him on. But I, I need you to see what he says. First Samuel 15, verse 17. So Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly, everybody say utterly destroy the sinner. Don't allow anything left. Don't allow any of it. Take care of it all. He said, destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoiled and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Now watch this. Then, Samuel said to, then, then Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed. How many times do we do this? But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on a mission and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek, 
I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took their plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord God in Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For the rebellion... For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, have also, he also has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your word. Because I feared, watch this, I feared the people and obeyed their voice. How many times? Do we tolerate something because we don't want to bring offense? How many times do we tolerate something because we don't want the conflict? So Saul's saying, listen, I did it. I did what you told me. I utterly destroyed them. And Samuel's saying, no, you didn't. And he's saying, no, I did. And he's saying, no, you didn't. And the reason why is because he feared the people and obeyed their voice. Church, I'm here to challenge you this this evening, this evening. (laughs) Be aware of the potential living in your life. Don't, don't, Don't tolerate something because you're afraid of taking on a situation. You have to confront evil. You have to confront leaven. Don't allow it in your life because ultimately it has the potential to even influence your destiny. This is exactly what happens to Saul. The Bible says, he says here, he says, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice, now therefore please pardon my sin and return with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. What you must understand is this is not something that happened overnight. Saul's heart was beginning to be more and more disobedient to God. And what had happened is that little bit of leaven had finally gotten to the place where it had become an entire loaf. What he tolerated and the things he was doing that was not being obedient to God ultimately ended up costing him everything. He may have stayed king for a season after this, but the anointing was gone. The presence of God was gone. Now, I'm not telling you if you've made a mistake, it's over for you. That's not what I'm saying. What I am here to do this evening is to say to you, you have to sometimes be confrontational. In love. Don't, Go and be nasty and say, Pastor Alex told me I must do this. I'm watching you. Because that's not what I'm doing. If you don't love someone, don't correct them. Amen. But sometimes you have to do it. And I've seen... I've watched over the years. I've watched. I see things happen. I see how people handle things. I've watched myself handle things. And whenever I've tolerated something that I knew I should have dealt with, it ends up costing me in some way. That's why don't think that if you just sin a little bit, 
if you just, just do a little bit, it's going to be okay. Eventually, that little bit will end up destroying everything. Are you with me? Don't be one of those people that say, well, you know, I'm actually not that bad. I do this, but, you know, I, everything else I do well. Amen? You guys are supposed to be in a full agreement this evening. This is the Saturday night crowd. You're supposed to be like, yes, pastor, preach. A little bit of leaven will spoil the whole loaf. A little bit of leaven will have the potential to even infiltrate your family, your marriage. In your marriages, husbands and wives, I challenge you tonight, don't allow leaven. Don't let it start with a little bit of flirtation, with a little bit too much of a look, a little bit too much of a sweet conversation. Don't allow a little bit of leaven. It normally doesn't start aggressively. It starts a little bit innocent, kind of. And then it begins to grow. And it begins to grow and it becomes something that destroys everything. Are you with me? Amen. In Scripture, we know the story of, of Moses, Korah, Dathan. And this is, and, and Abiram. And it's a, it's a very powerful story about how what happens to someone when you connect yourself to something that is wrong, the potential is there to actually bring destruction to you. When you side on error, it actually has the potential to bring harm to you. And so what happens in the story is that Moses is challenged by several leaders. And when he's challenged, those that join in, in agreement when it's wrong, they end up being in trouble too. Watch this now. Number 16, verse number one. Now Korah, the son of, of Izar, the son of Koath, the son of Levi and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men and rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation of men renowned. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, you take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? And so Moses and Aaron begin to, to go back and forth with them and try to actually reason with them that you're stepping out of your place. And ultimately what happens is they get into real trouble where God actually gets really angry. And I want to show you what God says. Watch this. Number 16, verse 20. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, watch this, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. He's saying, listen, He's, he's talking about the whole congregation. He's saying, you get away from them. This leaven that is going to spoil the whole loaf, I'm going to take it all out. I'm going to wipe it all out. Amen. And so this is what happens. And, and so Moses falls down on his face, verse 22. Then they fell on their faces and said, Oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation. I want you to see something quickly. This is very important. There were three men that went there, but there was one person who started it all. So because of one person, God's about to take them all out. Why? Because they've all been a part of it. They've all taken part in it. 
They've allowed themselves to be influenced by the leaven. So because Moses and Aaron cry out, God responds in a really positive way. He says, so the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the congregation saying, get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan and Abiram. Then Moses arose and went to Dathan and Abiram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation saying, depart now from the tents of these wicked men touching nothing of theirs lest you be consumed in all their sins. Don't get caught up in false things, in weird stuff, in strange fire. Stay away from it. Because when judgment comes, it comes on everyone. Even those that have been involved that weren't the original person that started it. Come on, somebody's got to teach you this. Is that okay? Come on, you've heard enough nice sermons, man. Come tomorrow. I'm going to preach a nice sermon tomorrow. Okay, but tonight we talk about leaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, what you must understand is how this began was God spoke to me. He said to me, you need to stop tolerating leaven. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? And he showed me some things that I've allowed. Don't worry, it's not sin, relax. It's other stuff. Okay, you sin, not me, Okay. So, so I began to look and see what he, was, what, what, he, what he was showing me. And it was incredible to me as I began to look and see how leaven has been allowed in certain places in, in my life, in, in my ministry, in the ministry of friends. I've seen how it happens. And now I see how difficult it's going to be to take it on. But you see what God says about it. Once it comes up, get away from it. Because if you don't get away from it, it has the potential to consume you and to cause damage and trouble in your life. That's why that scripture says, bad, you know, bad company corrupts you. Stay away from negative people. Stay away from people that always have something bad to say. Well, you know that worship leader, da 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 da. Just don't be part of it. Stay away from people that always want to do their own thing. Are you with me? I don't know about you, but I desire to do it His way. I desire to do what He wants me to do with all of my heart. I can't tell you that I get it perfect all the time. Definitely not. But I'll do my absolute best to stay absolutely on track with His Word. What does His Word say? And I stick to that. Are you with me? That way I know that His Word is greater than His name. There is nothing like His Word. It is the most powerful thing. And if anything contradicts it or, 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 or even just, isn't, just doesn't feel right, just doesn't fit in with His Word, rather just don't do it. Just rather keep away from it. Are you with me? This is really heavy on my heart, guys. But I want to show you in Scripture two examples where I believe leaven is not tolerated on two very different levels. Watch this. Because this is very powerful to me. And we know these stories, both of them, but I think they might encourage you just a little bit. The one is Paul and Silas. You know the story. But let me read it to you. Acts 16, verse 16. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money 
for her masters by telling fortunes. And she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, watch this. These men are servants of the Most High God. And they have come to tell you how to be saved. The message is awesome. The message is right. The message is spot on. Are you seeing it? But her spirit is bad. She has a bad spirit. She has a different agenda. She serves a different master. Even though the message, and when people hear the slave girl speaking these words while Paul and Silas and the others are ministering, everybody's thinking, man, you know, that's a good word. But Paul doesn't tolerate her. He doesn't tolerate that spirit. Watch what happens. This went on, verse number 18, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, take note, he didn't speak to her, he spoke to the demon. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. The Bible tells us, listen, that they went to jail because of this. Because everybody was like, this lady's giving a good message and you want to come against her. She was out of line. She was operating by a bad spirit. And Paul was not going to tolerate the leaven. God has a divine order. God has a divine plan. He has a divine order for doing things. And we need to follow His order. You can't get angry at me about that. That's Scripture. He has a way of wanting things to be done. This messenger, even though the message is right, she's a bad messenger. And he knew that by allowing her to continue to speak, he would be tolerating the enemy's voice, even though it gave the correct message. And so he turns around and says, I rebuke you, come out of her. And the whole city gets mad. They all get mad because, well, she did nothing wrong. Are you with me? Don't tolerate leaven. Out of the greatest tragedy, them getting thrown into the deep parts of prison comes an incredible miracle. And that's what God will do for you when you are faithful. See, sometimes when you're faithful, it doesn't go, it it looks like there's a crisis now. People are upset with you. Your decision wasn't good. There's a little bit of trouble. But God has a way of stepping in when you are obedient to Him. He has a way of responding to His Word that you chose to listen to, that you chose to be obedient to. Are you with me? The next one is quite extreme because only, you know, Jesus just operates at a completely different level, but I think it's worth looking at. I love this story. Matthew 12, verse 22. Then one was brought to him, this is to Jesus, who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. So that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitude were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Let's stop there. I want you to understand something. 
they had made a statement, whether it be within themselves or not. We, it's Jesus, the Bible says that he knew their thoughts. But what happens is they begin to believe something. They begin to believe a doctrine. They're going to tell us in a moment that he's casting out a spirit by Beelzebub. Jesus knows their thoughts. He doesn't even wait for them to speak. He turns around and says, that that you have said in your heart is not correct. Watch this. Immediately he turns around and the Bible says, he says, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will this kingdom stand? And if I cast out a demon by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out a demon by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and, he, and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. You must understand this is so powerful to me because the, the Pharisees are, are, are just thinking about accusing Jesus of casting a demon out by the spirit of a Beelzebub. They're about to start a new doctrine. And Jesus turns around and says to them, wait just a second. Let me tell you the word of the Lord. Let me tell you how it works. And he teaches us as the church how deliverance will be. He teaches us what to do. He teaches us and shows us exactly how to do it. What does he do? He does not tolerate any leaven. Are you with me? He confronts it immediately. And let me tell you, the Pharisees did not like him. They did not like him because he would not tolerate what was not right. He was unpopular with many because he always spoke the word of God. There was no situation where he just thought, well, you know, I'm just going to be quiet and let you have your way. If an untruth came forth, if something that was not true was spoken, he took it on. Why? Because he would not tolerate any leaven. He would not tolerate anything that could bring destruction to, to the church, to the body of Christ, to, to everything that he was busy building, to the kingdom of God. And so it should be in our own lives also. What leaven are we tolerating in our ministries, in our workplace, in our marriages, with our children? What leaven are we allowing to grow and ultimately have the potential to destroy everything? You might, be you might be raising your children in the ways of the Lord, but what you're tolerating might be the very thing that could ultimately bring them destruction. So you have to be bold. You have to stand on truth. Are you with me? And I remember what I said, and I said it earlier with purpose. Please be cautious. Young people are sensitive. And if you do challenge them and say, well, Pastor Alex said you must take your time, just tell them to be quiet. Okay? I give you permission. <laughs> Don't tolerate leaven in your marriage, guys. Cut it off. Get rid of it. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. He wants, to, he wants you to have life and life more abundant. But leaven that we tolerate will, will eventually destroy everything around us. In my house, 
I want to get rid of all the leaven. In my marriage, I want to get rid of all the leaven. In this church, I want to get rid of the leaven. Are you with me? I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about a spirit. You can always help someone when you show them the truth and they are willing to accept it or willing to change. Or, and if they don't like it, well, you know, two visions don't work. If, it doesn't, if you don't agree, this is not the place for you. We love you. But there's just, the truth is the truth. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Lord, you are so merciful. We truly don't even understand it. But there are certain things that the enemy sends out against us to bring harm to us. Your word is clear. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And a little leaven spoils the whole loaf. Father, I pray this evening in this place that you will give us the courage to stand boldly, God, in every situation that we have to face. It's not always easy. We struggle sometimes. But we know that your grace is sufficient for us. Lord, my prayer this evening for every person in this place watching online is, God, that you would draw us to you like never before. Father, the things in our lives that we've tolerated, the leaven that we've allowed, I pray tonight, God, that we will cut it off, God, that we will make a decision tonight. We will make a decision, Father, to get rid of that leaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, this is my prayer, Lord, for every precious person in this place. Father, we all struggle with different things. We go through different things. I'm grateful for your love and your mercy and your grace. I'm so grateful for it. But I pray, Holy Spirit, tonight that you will speak to us, that you will show us what needs to be broken, what needs to be released, what, need, what we need to let go of so that we can walk in your blessing. Just like with Saul, did you not say that obedience is better than sacrifice? It looked like he had all the right intentions, but his motives were unpure, wanting to please the people. Lord, let us not be that way. Let our desire be to always please you. Let us be a people that seek after your heart, God. We are so grateful for your love. We're so grateful for your mercy. I want to do something this evening that if you're here this evening, I, I want to ask you if there is something that you feel you need to lay down, if there's a leaven in your life that you feel you need to cast before the Lord, get rid of it tonight. If that's you and you feel like that, I, I want to ask you, we're going to do something different. I, I, I want to ask you to come to the front and, and we're going to pray together. We're going 
We're going to come before the Lord and bring all these things and bring them before Him. So this is not a call for me to pray or lay hands on you. This is a call for you to come to the altar and to say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. If there is something in your life that you are aware of, a leaven that's there that has the potential to spoil the whole loaf, if you're aware of it and you want to lay it down this evening, there's already people coming to the front. Come to the front and just lay it down. We're going to worship the God for God just for a few moments as we just lay our burdens before Him, as we lay these things that are holding us back before Him. Don't be embarrassed. This is a wonderful privilege that we have as the body of Christ to do together. And sometimes there's just something powerful about coming to the altar and just surrendering to the Lord. If there's anybody else, we're going to just sing a worship song just in, in just a moment. You can kneel, you can stand, you can lie down, you can do whatever you want. Amen. Amen. Come, let's worship the Lord. While, this, while we're singing, you guys can stand for just a moment. We're not going to be long, but let's just really take this moment. This is a very sacred thing to, to the people in the front yard. While we're singing, if you want to come forward as well and participate in this, please come and do so. Come and do so. Let's worship the Lord.
Father, tonight in this place, we are so grateful to you for grace, for mercy, for love. For you are a merciful God. Lord, we need mercy and grace to be able to stand up sometimes to things that can ultimately bring harm to our families, our lives, our ministries, whatever it is that you've called us to be and do, Father. But I pray that you will give us that spirit of boldness, God, to always stand up for what is true and what is right, Lord. Not my will be done, but yours, Father. Let that be the cry of our hearts tonight. And Lord, my, my prayer this evening for these that have come forward, God, that you would see they, they're coming forward, they're sacrificed, they're laying down these things, God, tonight, and that you would touch them. Those in the congregation or watching online that have made a decision tonight to say, Lord, that thing, I'm, I'm bringing it before you, I'm laying it before you. Father, I pray that that leaven would be taken out of their lives where they, where they struggle, God, where they're struggling, Father, give them strength, give them boldness to overcome every challenge, every obstacle in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, for restoration. I pray for healing tonight in their souls, in their hearts, in their minds, in their bodies, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I give you thanks. I give you praise. I give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. Amen. You can go and take a seat. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every week is different. Amen. You guys all okay this evening? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, next week, don't forget, we will not be here. We will be at Miracle on the Water. Amen. Where's that young man? That young man that was right here at the end. Come here, young man. Stand here. Just stretch your hands out towards him. What's your name? Johnny. Johnny. Hi. <laughs> Amen. Father, we just pray for Johnny this evening. Lord, I pray, God, that tonight this word will breathe life into him, Lord. Father, that you will give him the strength to move forward. Lord, that the things of the past, they'll begin to fall off him, Lord. They'll fall off him. God, breakthrough and breakthrough has begun for you you'll have more breakthrough and more breakthrough and the things that you struggled with in the past will no longer be your portion for I see breakthrough as your portion says the Lord there will be breakthrough after breakthrough that will come and there are sacrifices that you've had to make and God honors you for those sacrifices and know that the hand of the Lord is on you young man just keep on seeking him keep on running after him I pray tonight a blessing over you in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for strength. I pray for the anointing to come upon him, God. Let the anointing come upon him, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Let fire from heaven fall right now on this young man. In the name of Jesus. There it is. There it is right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen.
guys are so naughty. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord, let's just, let's just give Him praise this evening. Amen. Hallelujah, God, we honor you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 We could actually just keep going all night, you know. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's just stand for a moment. See, it's difficult because I want to minister to everybody. <laughs> I want to minister to you all because I know the Lord wants to minister to you all. You know, sometimes I know people sit here and they're like desperate for the Lord to call them out or for the Lord to give them a word or to say something to them. I remember when I was a young man, I did that. I used to sit in the front and say, Lord, if he talks to me tonight, if he calls me out, I'll change everything from this night. And he never came those nights, ever, just so you know. <laughs> just close your eyes. Father, we just love you so much. Lord, I know every person in this room is so precious to you. They are yours. You gave everything for them. Holy Spirit, I pray tonight that you would minister to them. Father, to their hurt, to their pain, to their struggle, God. For you came, Jesus, to give life and to give it more abundantly. Father, where some are weary, strengthen them. Where some are struggling, give them boldness and courage to overcome, Lord. Father, where some are, are, are battling in their marriages, Lord, I pray for their marriages this, this evening. Lord, where some are struggling and praying for their children and asking you, Father, to intervene. Lord, we stand in agreement tonight that you would come into that situation with their children, Lord. Father, those that have sickness in their body, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare healing over your body. I declare healing into your flesh. I declare healing into your bloodstream. I declare all sickness and disease, infirmity, go in Jesus' name right now. Every bondage, every oppression, I come against you right now in the mighty name of Jesus and break your power right now. Father, I pray every surrendered heart that you would touch them now. In Jesus' name, every form of darkness, every plan of the enemy, every evil spirit that has desired to bring death or destruction to any person in this room, I break your power right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I just plead the blood of Jesus over every family, over every household, over every marriage, over every child. Father, I pray that you would take them and run with them like never before, Lord. Lord, lead them into paths of righteousness. Lord, let your light shine bright in and through them in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we love you. We are so thankful that you are here. Have your way in the lives of every single person in this building in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I give you thanks. Oh, I give you thanks. Oh, God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks, Lord. I give you thanks, Jesus. 
Oh, come on, let's give Him thanks this evening. Come on, give Him thanks this evening. Give Him praise this evening. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I pray as we go tonight that you will go with us, that you will lead us and guide us, protect us, Father, that your angels would surround us, surround our vehicles, surround our homes, protect our children, our loved ones. Father, that you would cover us and protect us, spirit, soul, and body, every part of our beings, Lord. Tonight when we go to bed, that you will give each and every person in this place and those watching online a night of rest a night of peace, Father, and that they will wake up tomorrow having been refreshed, Lord. And I give you thanks for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.